Hey, this is Becca Irway. I'm the worship pastor of Pathway Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope it inspires you. I hope it builds your faith and starts you on a path of purpose. Enjoy the message. It was a challenge in my life, and God helped me out. And, and the whole time, God is kind of whispering to my heart, yeah, but before I take care of that, and I will take care of that, we got to take care of this other thing. And I'm like, no, 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 God, I'm not talking about that right now. We'll deal with that next week or next month. That'll be my New Year's resolution. But right now, take care of that. And God's saying, no, no, I want to, but until I deal with it at the root of the problem, I can kill the enemy all day, but it'll keep growing back worse and worse because we've not killed the root of the problem, which is inside your heart. Gideon, I can take care of the Midianites for you, but guess what? They're going to grow up and come right back in full force again. Why? Because you're still worshiping the false idols in your home. Kill those first. Deal with those first. Then we can have victory tomorrow. I, I would just say this to encourage you. Quit hoping things get better and start doing what God has asked you to do. Quit being like a Gideon in the beginning. So I just hope God delivers us. I hope God takes care of us. I hope God helps us. No, and start doing what God has asked you to do. Start being faithful. Start obeying. Start doing what he's at. Quit hoping. I hope my marriage gets better. Hey, there's counseling out there that can help you. Like there's some forgiveness in your own heart that God can deal with. Or I hope my money gets better. Well, cut up the credit card. Like do what God is asking you to do today. Quit standing on the same spot day after day, year after year, hoping that things get better. Because the truth is you will die in hope. People do it every day. They hope things get better. They hope their life turns out great. And they're dying on the inside more and more every day because hope doesn't give life. Only following Jesus and doing what he says to do gives real life. I hope things get better. I hope things turn around for me. You'll die in that hope. But if you do what God is asking you to do today, that is what changes your life. Here's the thing. When you change your mindset, you change your world. When you change your mindset, you change your world. This is fascinating to me. I grew up reading the story of Gideon, listening to it. I heard it a hundred times, but I never quite caught this. This is so interesting to me. Notice, remember, in chapter 6, verse 13, Gideon says what? God, where are you? Gideon is hiding. He's scared. He's nervous. He's frustrated at God. I've been all those things before. I can relate to that. He's hiding in this cave. God, where are you? He's frustrated. Chapter 6, verse 13. If you read one chapter later, and in real time, about a week or so later, chapter 7, verse 15, it says that Gideon falls on his face and worships God. My question is this. What changed in Gideon's life to go from being mad and frustrated at God, God, where are you? God, you've left me alone, to now he's falling on his face one chapter later, worshiping God. What changed? And not only this, in the beginning, Gideon says, I'm the weakest of the weak in my family. Nobody knows my name. I'm the least. I have no potential. Nobody cares about me. And in the end, they want to make him the king of the nation. What changed? I believe it's this. He changed his mindset. How? How did he change his mindset from being frustrated at God and wondering where God is to worshiping God? How did he change it? I believe it's through worship. You see, here's the interesting thing. It says that when they took those ram's horns and the 300 men surrounded 135,000 men in midnight and they blew their ram's horn, a ram's horn in that day was, was also used for times of worship. So today we have guitars, we have all these great instruments. In that day, they had horns like that, like trumpets, and they would blow those and they would sing songs and they would worship. Here's the thing. What changed the tide of battle? Notice they didn't have weapons with them. The only weapon they had was that 
ram's horn, that trumpet. In other words, worship was their weapon. Worship is the thing that defeated the enemy. The Bible says that when they blew their trumpets, that it caused confusion among the enemy camp, and the enemy killed each other. I believe worship is one of the greatest tools that a follower of Jesus can have. I also believe it's one of the least utilized that followers of Jesus use. Worship can confuse the enemy of your life. It can change the tide of battle for you. It's, it's no coincidence that the same instrument that they use to praise God is the same instrument that destroys the enemy of your life. That's not a coincidence. Listen, worship has the power to confuse the enemy. In fact, it says in chapter 7 earlier that, that Gideon snuck up beside the camp and, and he was overhearing two Midianite soldiers talking. And one tells about a dream that he had. And the other soldier interprets it, and and the other soldier says this, word for word. This could only mean one thing, that God has surely going to destroy us tomorrow and given Gideon victory. Here's the thing. Did those two soldiers know about Gideon before? No. Gideon is the least. But here's the cool thing, that through worship and changing your mindset, your enemy can know your name and be more afraid of you than you are of your enemy. That's the kind of life that I want to live, where my enemy, they know my name, but they're more afraid of me than I am of my enemy. The enemy is more afraid of the Jesus that lives in me than anything he can do to me and against me. That's the life that I want to live. I love what changed his mindset. Worship. Worship can change your mindset. It can change your world. Worship is your weapon. Use worship. They didn't have any swords or spears. Worship was their weapon. I believe this. That's why it's so important that as a follower of Jesus, you just bathe yourself in worship all the time. Not because you're a good Christian and you get brownie points with God, because God doesn't work that way. But because, that's why I have worship music playing in my truck. That's why we have it playing at our home through Alexa. Alexa probably don't even know what these words are. But, man, she's trying to hear about Jesus, right? We're open. Alexa comes to get to know Jesus. Like, like, that's why that's so important. Because I just want to bathe my life. I want to bathe my home. And listen, dads, I want to bathe my family in worship. Like, that's the best thing I can do for my family is just bathe them in worship. It's not because I'm a pastor and that's what I should do. Goodness, no. It's because, listen, I want to confuse the enemy. I want to let my mindset be focused on God and his goodness, not on what the enemy can do against me. That's what I want to do. You know, when, when Pathway was getting started, in fact, the week of Father's Day, the week before Father's Day is always very special to me. Because three years ago this week, my wife and I and our, at that time, six-month-old daughter, and our two-and-a-half-year-old son went to a training in Rochester, New York to learn how to start a church from scratch. And so we're at this training. We don't know anybody. We have no denomination behind us, no mega church behind us. There's, like, no one going to move and help us. We have no money. We got nothing. It's just us four, no more. Like, that's all. And we go to this training, and, and, and I show up at this training, and I got khakis on, and a dress shirt, and it's tucked in, and I'm looking like I'm going to go apply for a small business loan. Like, that's what I, I get there. Everybody got skinny jeans on. It's 95 degrees outside. They got little beanies on their head. They're like hipster threw up in this place. 
like I, I walk in there and I look around and I'm like, I, th- this ain't gonna work. I, I this isn't me. I can't fit this. And and so like and then the training goes on and they talk about how much money you have to have to start a church. It's over hundred like seventy five thousand dollars. And they talk about all the hard work that it's gonna be. And they talk about all the challenges and and all this stuff. And I went home that night. We went back to the hotel. And I told my wife, our kids were asleep in the next bed, and, and it was probably 10, 11 o'clock, midnight. And I told my wife, I, Crane, I said, I, I just can't do this. I'm not saying that God made a mistake, because I knew deep down in my gut God was wanting us to do something. But I thought, maybe I made a mistake. I said, we just can't do I can't do this. I mean, did you see everybody in that room? I'm the biggest geek in that room. I'm the biggest dork there. I can't do this. I hate to even, I had a lemonade stand made 25 cents. That's because my mom felt sorry for me. Like, I can't raise money. And so, and I'll never forget what she said, midnight, kids are asleep, and she whispered, but man, you know when your wife whispers, and she's kind of gritting her teeth at the same time, it's like, hi, just get under the bed. That's what I wanted to do, but I couldn't, because we were in the hotel. I'll never forget what she said. She looked me dead in the eye, and she said, Brian, there's not a doubt in my mind, God is asking us to do this, and I'm going to follow God with or without you, we're going to start this church. And then she just, mic drop, just poof, and just, you know. And honestly, I'd love to tell you I was really spiritual. Like, yeah, that's right. And I said, here's my goodness, honest truth thought when she said that. Well, if you're going to do it, I want to be wherever you are because you're my wife and I love you. So if you're going to do it, I guess I'll do it. Not because God's asking me because I just want to be wherever you are. So that was my mindset. I'd love to tell you the next day it got better. And it really didn't. I was still in that same weird, funky place. And then that was three years ago this week. And then we move here, and we don't know anybody. We start working to do this stuff, and challenge after challenge. And there's more to the story. But but two different times, the same organization that we applied to, to be a, a church planter through rejected us two times. They said, you don't have enough talent. You don't have enough skill. You don't have enough experience. And so, you know what? We just don't think you're going to make it. I had other pastors in Oklahoma City who have mega churches. You wouldn't know their name. I had lunch with them, and they said, you know what? Honestly, for the sake of your family, you need to quit right now. If I had to bet, I'd bet against you. You're not going to make it. There's times when in Pathways history since we've launched where we've had less than $1,000 in our bank account. And, like, we got to pay the rent for the high school on Monday. And we got to pay staff. And we got to pay our bills. And, like, we got less than $1,000. And then all of a sudden, literally out of nowhere, a $10,000 check comes out of nowhere. That didn't happen once, but twice. Twice. Listen, now, I used to have the mindset of Gideon. Oh, God, you can't use me. And I wasn't just being humble. I was being truthful. Like, God, we both know I don't have talent. God, I can't do this. I'm not cool. I'm not hip. And now, because I've been with God through some stuff, I've seen God like I've never seen him before. I've experienced things that only other people read about. My mindset's totally different. Now my mindset is, God, if you're going to believe in me, that's all I need to know. Let's go do it. I may not have the answers. I may not know how it's going to happen, but you believe in me, and that's enough, and I trust you. Let's go do it. Like, that's my mindset now. Like, I'm just crazy enough right now to believe and trust God for whatever he's asking us to do. Listen, I just tell you, I'm not leading pathway. God is, and I'm just following his leading. 
That's how I live in my own life as a husband and as a father. Listen, learn to trust what God says about you instead of what you think about yourself. God is looking at you today saying you are a mighty warrior. You're a mighty man. You're a mighty woman. Learn to trust what God is calling you instead of what other people call you. Culture might say you can't make it. Culture might say you're the weakest. You don't have the most potential. God says I don't need potential and I delight in taking the weakest and making them the strongest. Learn to embrace God's label of you instead of rejecting the label of culture around us. Trust in what God sees in you, even when you can't see it yourself. That is good. That could be a bumper sticker and a t-shirt and sell out tomorrow. Learn, that's the lesson of Gideon. Learn to trust what God sees in you, even when you don't see it yourself. I am living proof of that. I didn't see it myself. I didn't see that I had the potential. But I now believe if God called that to me, he sees something in me that no one else does, and I can't even see it myself. But that's enough for me. Learn to trust him. Listen, my mindset now is not on how weak I am, but on how strong he is. I don't go through thinking, oh, I can't do it. I'm weak. No, no, no. I say, no, God, I am weak. That's not my mindset. My mindset is on how strong you are. Have that. When you change your mindset, it will change your world. How do you do that? Through worship. Through worship. Change your mindset. Change your world. God, it's not about how weak I am. God, I know you're asking me to do this. I know you're challenging me to do this. And God, I can't do it. I'm weak. No, no, no. You reject that. Instead, you need to go through saying, hey, it's not about how weak I am, but how strong you are. That's what matters. I love the, the first thing God says to Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. You're a mighty hero. Some of you need to be reminded of that today. When God looks at you, he sees a mighty warrior, a mighty hero. Go in that strength and embrace the label he gives you. The greatest thing that you could ever do, like we said, before you deal with the enemy out there, you got to deal with the enemy in here. And maybe for some of us, that's giving our life to God. Maybe we've been trying to fight the enemy even in our own life, all on our own, and we keep failing and messing up. And God says, hey, I want to give you victory out there, but first we've got to deal with some stuff in here. All I'm going to ask you to do is give your life to me. Because I created you. I know what's best for you. And just trust me. I am a good father who only does good for your life. I want to give you victory. I want to change your situation. I want to change your mindset. But i got to change your heart first. We're not talking about joining a church or joining religion. No. We're talking about finding a relationship with Jesus that will change your life. As we pray, if that's you, all we want you to do is raise your hand. Yeah, I want on Father's Day, give my life to Jesus. Let's pray. What an incredible message. Thanks again for joining us today here on the Pathway Church Podcast. If you want someone to agree in prayer with you, or if you are looking to take the next steps in your relationship with God, please reach out to us by texting PODCAST to 405-400-0339. We can't wait to connect with you. Did you know you can follow along with the sermon notes on our app? Just download the Pathway app by searching Your Pathway Church, all one word, on your iPhone or Android. Then click Sunday Notes. You can also follow along with us on Instagram and Facebook at Your Pathway Church. Well, it's been a blast hanging out with you today. See you next week right here for another life-giving message.